You're listening to the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, Bree. People can say my name and I still don't pay attention. Chris. This is what happens when your number one health concern in the state is porn. Jeremy. Flicks it and then walks out and just kicks the living crap out of whoever. And Julia. This week on Julia does everything that's embarrassing. Hey, it's uh, episode 375 of the New Utah Podcast. It's weird. It's August already. Yeah. It's weird to be recording together on a normal sort of <laughs> last schedule yeah, kind of a last had to do some weird things last, last webby july and holidays like people and, gone we pre-recorded some stuff from different things and like we pre-recorded three of them of the four it was yeah weird. which we was weird day. like we had someone that didn't show up so we could slot in one of the things it that we pre-recorded month. as a bat like it was a whole deal <laughs> so we're back on our regular uh, regular program scheduling ish. Julia's um, in. They wouldn't know any difference. They Julia's still have in the studio. It's like it's it's a miracle. It's crazy. I've been here it's the last few times. Christmas miracle. <laughs> um, did you see that sausage man I sent you on yeah. TikTok? <laughs> oh man! So that so that little song he's singing is from the Freddy Got Fingered. Yeah, I know movie. Yeah, but I don't know where the sausage. <laughs> that was something <laughs> it's else. Fucking creepy. Well, I saw that. So. So Jack sent me a thing the other day in our Discord channel. So it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. You can go listen to that. But Jack sent me a thing. He's like, "Hey, it took me a it took me a all day, and I passed out a couple times, but I made you your dessert, your cake, and it's a picture. And I swear to God, it's from the Seaman Cookbook. But it's like a a a, a white cake that's got like strawberries and then clearly semen like glaze glaze. <laughs> and I go, Jack, I've got the cookbook for you. And then like a little later that day, the first time in like a week I'd looked at TikTok and that sausage finger guy came up and I'm like, Daddy, oh, would man. you like some sausages? What the fuck does the social media <laughs> sphere think that I really enjoy? Like it did make me laugh. I do appreciate it. It looked that. like he was covered in semen too. <laughs> it was it's so disturbing. And sausages, like taped yeah. to his head and his fingers. That's was... the kind of fucked up stuff Jeremy and I sent to each other. <laughs> that just sends me fart videos. Well, he did send me that one, too, where she farted in the jar and lit it on fire and dropped the jar. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for not sending me any of this. I don't, I don't send you that stuff. Not just you. No. I send I'm you, grateful he doesn't I either. Send, I send her messed up religious stuff. Yep. I we must exchange religious stuff. Like kid, kid stuff, like things about your kids and your kids. Hey, speaking of messed up religious stuff... Uh, we spent we had a weekend in St. George this last oh, weekend yeah. with the with the IUI sisters. That's right. And I, the messed up religious stuff is because Sonny has left the church, and I don't. Talise is still with the church, but ish ish question mark. One foot mark? in, one foot out. Well, you know they medicate with um, and medical she card. She doesn't really wear garments very often. And yeah, and so that is kind of one foot in. Yeah, right and. Have but some we, drinks, we had but... like a little mini, like it wasn't like a major thing, but I can't remember why. She was asking Chris like what well, his religious yeah, thoughts were, and he was explaining or... like transcendentalism. And then I was just like, God's an asshole. <laughs> she she and just act, just active enough to be miserable. Like she was just like, I don't know. I I think that really. Uh, there's, I think her. there's a I think there's a family connection between her and Jeremy and like the. The, both of their families are fairly yeah, both, LDS. Both of their so. families are super, super LDS, and they are, I think, more connected with his family, but still, like, they're very LDS. And yeah. So it's it's tough to be like, oh, Why? I disavow the church completely, you fucking crazies, and, like, then have your whole family not want to talk to you. It's a really tough situation. 
Yes. Jeremy has no idea what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, Sonny and Tom are in a little different situation where they're like, fuck the church. And all our friends that are in the church still are like, okay, you want to hang out still? Because <laughs> California I mean, is a little different. And not yeah. a ton of their friends are actually no. super still active either. Most of them have become inactive yeah. as well. That's so, one nice thing about our friend group. I know we've talked about it a thousand times. We've got a very good mix of... Like super Mormon, all super in, not all Mormon. Out. We go all the way from Mormon to atheist. Well, then you've so. got Sonny and uh, Ryan who are kind of the same situation. She is, he is, he is, he's a so. staunch atheist and she is a hardcore Mormon. So our friend group is very diverse. Yeah. With yeah. yeah, I mean, I I really enjoy it. I enjoy the diversity. And no, it took some folks in the friend group a little bit longer maybe to to come around to like Hey, you can have friends that aren't Mormon and they can do things like have a beer and it doesn't hurt you and smoke a cigar yeah. and they're and, not going to try to make you do it. Nope. And they're just going to still be the same person and we're all going to get along. And so if, if you want one of my cigars, that's OK, but they're damn expensive. I'm not just going to like try to force one on you. Yeah. And if you fucking start smoking next to everyone, Josh, take, take your fucking chair, Josh. <laughs> I don't know if you listen to the show, but. <laughs> Don't smoke where everyone's gathered. Go downwind, set Please a chair downwind, down, downwind. and then smoke. And then everyone's happy. And no one has to smell like the cigar. Um, so anyway, yeah, so we went to St. George. And I have a lot of reviews for St. George. Because we, so well, the first review is apparently my sisters are very forgetful, and both of them had to turn around and go back. So we were the first ones there by like three hours. So we got, oh. got there, and luckily, like there's a code to get in the garage, and so we got in and we unloaded, and then we were able to go and pick up like, some groceries. grocery shop and get us get some dinner. Is it, is it the same place you stayed last? Yeah, okay. it's yeah, yeah. It's her, till Lisa's in laws. Parents, gotcha. Gotcha. It's their, winter, it's their home. winter home, and yeah. so in the summer they just go up a bunch. Uh, we'll go down a bunch. Um, so anyway, so because Sonny's husband is like a histor his historian, he's a history buff, not a uh, historian. He's not a historian. He's just but really he's likes history. He loves history. He loves old buildings. He loves and Sonny's an architect and doesn't seem to give two shits about old buildings. That's so weird. Like she likes buildings, but she's I not think like she does. I think he's just like wears her out with. Oh. Yeah, he's like insane. So like. He made us go to this nursery that's in St. George that's Star like nursery. the old, yeah, the old Zion, the old ZCMI center. Yep. Zikmi. Old Zikmi. The old Zikmi, like, thing that, that was place. a cotton mill. So it's a cool, it's a cool building. Like, he could have spent like six hours walking around that thing. I walked around, looked at a couple of plaques. I'm like, okay, let's fucking leave. It's 110 degrees. <laughs> I love that place. So we, when we lived in St. George, we were just down the street from that. Oh, okay. So yeah. done with all the like terracotta vases uh -huh. and statues. Uh -huh. See, I, mean, you know, a, I know what you're talking it's about. It's a really, Vaguely. in terms of a nursery, we it's a that really, really cool I nursery. <laughs> I think the nursery's fantastic. And the original building is, to me, it's yeah. I mean, it's amazing. it's one of the older buildings in the country. It's built in the like mid 1800s, so like 1850ish somewhere in there. I think. I, so. I could see where she's coming from though. If, if he's all up in your face, and I'm sure, she, well. She studied the hell out of it in college. I mean, to the point where... And I mean, so she doesn't mind it. And like when we went upstairs, like they were talking about like, I'm like, oh, these columns are clearly new. And she's like, yeah, like she was talking about like how they might be wrapped. And she she cares, he, but he really cares. He takes it to that level. Oh, he goes to find plaques. So like we... Okay. So we went to the St. Like George... Call out, hey, Tom, there's a plaque. We went to the St. George Community Theater uh -huh. uh, while we were there to see Footloose. And Which was actually pretty fun. I was like, are we going to like the high school? I mean, I know it's summertime. Well, turns out it was not the high school, but it was basically a high school play with a few. Well, at least old high people. schools usually have a stage. So, the th so we, 
we went to a little shop of horrors at the community theater. Okay. And so it was okay. I've been there though. I know the exactly community what theater. About. So it's an old, it's another it's old like historic building. Yep. And there's, there's a whole bunch of cool historic shit and a bunch of signs and stuff around. But like you get to this thing. It's not big inside and Ew. it's not a normal theater. Yep. It's like a rectangular building. Yep. And they set seats up on all four sides and like up, like it's weird. There's only like three rows of seats. Like you're right it's in the like middle of it. Theater in the rectangle? Cause it's not theater in yeah, the it's, round. Yeah, it's close to theater in the round where they're constantly having to play to different parts right. of the stage because there's the audience. Cause you can see all around them. Yeah. Right, like and when they're, they're like, you know, turn to the audience to sing, like you can look into the whites of their eyes. Yeah, you're, or you can look at the backs of their asses because they're looking the other right. direction yeah. from you. And I think that they did a pretty good job about like. Oh no, it I, up and stuff I, I I thought they did a great job. There and were some freaking talented kids, especially dan- the dancer and stunt kids. I went down stuff. and shook every single person's hand, yeah. and they, the ones that I recognized with like, they were like doing some like backflips and pretty impressive stuff like i was like you were amazing for a community theater it's pretty decent yeah it was it was not bad at all so following the community theater um which i would recommend anyone go to a show like it was it was reasonable it was a fun experience it was just a couple hours not paying like two a con prices no in fact that's why we went there because two a con was like three hundred dollars a ticket and outside which is stupid no there's some inside inside. they have like two or three theaters i've only been to the outside one last year when we went we went to see buddy holly and it was inside yeah but the the and it was not three hundred dollars either but this year it was like insane so we're like oh well let's go to this community theater it was like 30 bucks a ticket yeah. way better and i i really enjoyed it and it felt and like their was, their uh intermission snacks were pretty tasty oh, yeah, they were really good um like fresh homemade cookies like and we stuff. had like peanut butter uh rice crispy, rice crispy treats, treats yeah, and a you know, brownie that was yummy. one of the actors grandma probably made them yeah they said the name of the place but it was all like handmade not yeah. wrapped like um so anyway so down the street from that is a fire station that has been turned into a bar slash club so, and it's like a, it's like a brewery, huh. basically, but so, I, they're not actually brewing anything from what I could tell. I can't, it was I called, if that's like, on the newer side. I, it's, it's like right down the hill. So, you know, like you the weird hill, hill street, you walk down the hill, like yeah, that's gotta blocks. be newer. I mean, I haven't lived in It's across from the pizza place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I where know. the old jail is and yeah, stuff. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. So there's the fire station right there that's been turned into a bar. So Tom wanted to go there cause he wanted to get a shirt. I guess some friend wanted some shirt from there. So we go. So. Okay. We're- it's so funny because we're there with, so we're there with, with Talise and her husband who are still fairly mobile. Not they're, going to bars. They're not going to bars. And then we're there with Tom and Sonny who go to bars, but they go to bars in California. And so as we walk up to the thing, I'm like, you guys all need to have your ID ready. And okay. they're like, what? And I'm we'll like, like, you have to show no, your ID. I have to scan your ID, guys. You like- talk peeps. And so- then she's like, they didn't scan my ID, but he handed it back. He didn't even look at my age. I'm like, Sonny, it's just, it's the law. It has nothing it, to do with you. You don't look young, Sonny. It, you it, look like you're in your mid forties. He actually doesn't even care. He just if he's it, being monitored. Let me tell. Let me tell you. There's a camera there. He took your license and looked at it and gave the it back to you. Six of us strolling in at ten thirty <laughs> at night to a fucking club that's playing techno downstairs in a dance hall. <laughs> fucking six mid. 
40 year old people and, and he's like out on the dance floor with her purse slung across her and she's like we're not dancing. like and we're not like mid 40s that look like we're going to clubs like that jason guy that that still I wants mean, to I feel date like you. i probably had the most clubby thing on and i literally had still a sundress like, a, and some like wedges. a summer sundress yeah so we're rolling in like tom you know, tourist clothes on. Tom's a nice guy, but that guy's got a big old fucking beard gut and looks like he's in his mid fifties, probably. Like he's like balding. He's just like, look the. He's, he's turning 50 this he's year. He's vice mayor of Corona. Like he's not. Yeah. And he wears like t-shirts and cargo shorts that a, don't fit his belly but all But he the way. had like, hey, be nice in case they listen to this. You, they're being a dick. <laughs> but like, I'm just saying, like he strolls, if, like if they should, listen to maybe. this, they would know Chris only gives people shit who he likes. So that's true. Maybe. But like, we're all walking in and I'm like looking like on the patio. There's like people like pushing 21, maybe like they probably got carded because my guess is young. it's just like another place for some of the college students to go. And they were like sitting out there eating before there, they probably go. There were there. a couple of older people upstairs, but like. That's just so a couple, funny. and they were just sitting. You ruined like a, a college party, like a fraternity. Well, it I was... kind of feel like maybe they'd gone there for drinks, and they were like getting ready Still to head there, out. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we got the shirt. Then we went to an ice cream place, and it wasn't supposed to close till eleven, but 11 I guess 30. it was like ten o'clock. Yeah, and we get there, and the girls like clearly closing up, like the lights are going. So off. I'm like, oh, I guess we'll go somewhere else. And they're like, no, she should be open. So they went me to reopen. Uh... I was so embarrassed. Sunny gave her a nice tip, though. She did, but I was like, I am... No, it's like some other... Be something. Be sweet or something. Just some little ice cream shop. It's actually in... So the area where that's at, there's like the old... It's like the old jail from from St. George. Okay. So the actual jail is what they use for their storage now, and then the jailer house... That was right next to it, or like the like the police station is the shop. It's a ice cream shop. Yeah, and so it was very good. Yeah, it was great shop. ice cream. She was she was a sweet sweet girl, she and lived in I Hurricane. was like, I'm so sorry. And then Tom kept like bugging her. What did you say this was? When Tom's did you like, say this? Can you was? open the jail up so I can go in there and take a picture? She's like, it's just storage. He's like, yeah, but I want to look. So she went and opened it for him. Like, oh my god, dude. <laughs> and then and then we were but talking that's about the kind the of history Hurricane, guy he is, like, and he's like. Do you really say hurricane? She's like, yeah. If you show up there showing saying hurricane, like you're Everyone's just gonna, gonna get look some at looks. you like you're an idiot. But she was even though they're the idiots. She was wrong. That's so sweet. Hurricane. Like she was, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Well, so I've told you where that comes from. Hurricane. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, the people that established it were English. An English person says hurricane. They don't say hurricane. Yeah, that's because they don't experience them. <laughs> that and they speak proper, I guess. But so it's say it with an English yeah. accent, it makes sense. Anyway. So anyway, so yeah, the St. George trip was, it was fun. Yummy. Um the, the Pizza Factory Express is sucks ass. Don't waste your fucking time there. You might get poisoned. Well, and I, I don't know what is wrong with their water, but Chris's smells like ice sulfur. tea smelled like sulfur. That was gross. Yeah, and then I used the water on my windshield from one of the like yeah, and it smelled like sulfur. I'm pretty but sure it's just But if you table. get the raspberry lemonade, that was good. Like, yeah. they actually muddled raspberries. No, they didn't. It was just syrup. No. I oh, literally was chewing seeds. Don't tell me what they, I drink. They also had syrup in Did it. Did they make it out of vodka instead of water? No. That would have been better. Pizza Factory doesn't <laughs> I didn't have drink one time booze. while I was down there. Pizza Factory doesn't have booze. She should have. I got some new scotch and drank the scotch while I was down there. Um, some of it, just like a couple glasses. So for those following along, and you've listened to the last few episodes, our uh, our annual Bear Lake trip is coming up. It's in a week. In a week. Uh, so we have um, a week off and for Chris and I anyway, and then we're... 
But the show will go on. Show, no, the show no, will always no breaks. go on. But uh, I, I noticed in the news yesterday that... Well, uh, yeah, was, I noticed it when we were down in St. George. We down oh, St. George. So kind of out it with some other things going on. But I noticed it yesterday that there were human remains found in Okay, but I'm gonna paint a, I want to paint a picture <laughs> for everyone who hasn't seen this story yet. So... You're on the North Beach in Bear Lake. The North Beach, for those of you who haven't been there, is on the Idaho side. It's a long, sandy beach. It's like, it's crazy because you don't normally get good sandy beaches on lakes, but it's like an ocean. Like, and to it be is honest a, with you, that beach is the nicer beach. Yeah, it's nice. It's long. It's sandy. <coughs> it's the North so, Shore. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's the North Shore. Uh, so this year, kids are there building a sand castle because that's what you do in nice sandy beaches they're building a sand castle uh and then one of your kids comes to you and says mommy i found a bone (laughs) and your thought immediately is oh it's a fish bone or a bird or maybe like a lizard or something and you go and you find that it is in fact a human jaw teeth intact um Probably one of the most identifiable, definitely. Like, like, cause if you find like femurs and stuff like that, like they could be some other large but, like, animal. There are not but, a like, lot of, there's not a lot of things that have a jaw that look like our jaw with teeth that look yeah, like our teeth. Yeah. So, especially um, out there, I mean, you might have a coyote maybe, but that does not look like human. No, so no that's not point to your teeth. 100% human rings. I don't know what the, so of course they coordinate off, interview the people that were there, <laughs> but they were just digging in the sand, making a sand castle. So how long has that thing been there? That they were able to uncover it out of the sand, and it's so, just a jawbone. So some of the things that, <clears throat> so because I saw it and I kind of was looking into it, some speculation is it could have been somebody ice fishing, because they do ice fish in Bear Lake, fell through the ice, somehow made their way to the beach. So like like the jawbone came up and floated up at some point? Like they got eaten. Well, because there is ice fishing there, because during the winter that thing yeah. gets... Yeah, but for the... Bone to be as cleaned off as it was at that Fish point. Food. Like it's been know. around for a long time True. to be that clean. Or I so- feel like just like with the the lake going down yeah. so low, it might have like been uh, floating up and then it came back up high again and it could have just washed up. So maybe when it got so maybe it's been down there a long time and when it got so low, yeah. it kind of worked itself yeah, loose. Yeah, and, and then when the water, when the water came back up, it brought that yeah. back up too. Well, Lake Mead found what so their body count was up to seven. So yeah, well, and uh, I mean, but the jaw was like really intact. Like they released a picture of it. Like it's yeah. It's the full lower mandible, and it has all of its teeth except like one. So we'll let you know uh, after next week if we we're find gonna, anything. Yeah, we're going to we'll send let, little Henry down there to. We'll spend some time on the beach. Building sand castles. Is Hannah going? Yeah. Make sure she doesn't wear her stupid glasses yeah. on the stupid Chris, boat. No, Chris is taking Every an over under. She loses them. Chris is taking an over under on whether she does and whether she. I'm loses taking them. some croquis for her. twice, <laughs> and twice they were her good ones. Like. And like, literally last time I was like, don't wear your glasses, you'll be fine. And twice the same way on the wave runner. On the wave runner getting flipped off. I know. Like, come on. Gosh. The first time Sean felt so bad because it was Sean that flipped her off. And then the second time and I told Sean, Sean's like, well, I don't feel as bad anymore. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't learn. <laughs> She's one of those people that's worn glasses since she was in like kindergarten. So it becomes part and of And I'm you. just like, just wear your contacts hey, instead. She's like, I don't like wearing my contacts. I'm like, that's the time to wear them because that they go away. Just it's don't fine. See, like, what does she need to see? We're not there looking at scenery. Well, to be fair, I don't want her driving the way without her without her glasses. Corrected vision because she's like blind. Anyway. Well, I mean, I'm sure she can see boats. You'd hope. But who knows? <laughs> A lot of people get hit in the water. You, say you don't want to run over a kid or something. We just tell her she's not allowed to drive. 
No, she just can't wear her fucking glasses. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Twice now. So make it a three for three. They were, for and they were, like, expensive. you know, when, when you have glasses, you've got the good pair and you've got the, so like, I leave a pair here in the studio. These are obviously not the good pair. They're a pair I've had for a while, but they're, they're just ones I leave here. My good pair is on my desk at work, but you have that good pair. Yeah, both times it was her good pair. And the second time, I'd even... So she needs to bring her crap pair to Bailey. Hey, by the way, does your good pair... Just don't pair, even let her bring her does good your, pair. Does your good pair at your desk have the blue light lens yeah. stuff in them? Absolutely. Yeah, good. Because I stare at it. Because you stare at a computer all screen day. all day, yeah. So all of them that I get are the, the computer blue or yellow or whatever the tint is on them. Uh, okay, a couple other things. We have... Um, there's something at Cakes by Eden. Oh, yeah. So Cakes by this. So uh, last week when I was picking up uh, Chris's goodies for his birthday she was saying that they're doing another cupcake workshop this one is it's for kids obviously the parents can come but it's for the kids to do it's august 8th from 6 to 8 ages 6 to 14 for your kids uh it's 40 dollars but they're gonna make a whole dozen cupcakes yeah so they you get your money's worth you get your money's worth and so they'll have it all pre-mixed because they don't need to waste time but they want the kids to actually fill the cupcake trays They've got their they'll bake um, the cupcakes and they'll decorate. Yeah, their commercial uh, oven cooks them in like I don't know three minutes or something like that. It's quick. Pull them out and then they'll, they'll they'll walk through and they'll teach them how to do them. They're super cute. It'd be really fun if you've got little ones. Sesame Street. Sesame Street themes, so it's like Grover and Cookie Monster and stuff. And cakes by Edith. They are amazing. Such nice people. So is it the Riverton one? At the Riverton yeah, store, there's no room at that Taylorsville store for that. The Riverton store is where their main. Well, you know, one person's going to show up to the Taylorsville store. Have you ever <laughs> been to the Taylorsville store? I haven't. It's just you just walk in and there's like the cases, like maybe what five or six feet in front of you, it's and then pretty. there's another small case to the side and one behind. And I mean, I've had people show up to my tiny store thinking that's where the mixology class was. So yeah. like, people aren't very smart. The so their yeah. their entry is like the size of your shop. At the Taylor's Yeah, the Riverton stores. Like have you been into the Riverton one? In. It's big. Because okay, you walk in, they've got the display case, and then they have a whole section where they do the cupcakes, and then in the back are all their ovens, and that's where they do the bulk of their cooking now. Most of it comes out of that store, and then they take it over to the Taylor's I always store. buy too much stuff when I go there. I don't always eat. I don't always get through it all. Like, I can't eat it all, and my eyes are way bigger than my stomach, so. The place is awesome. You should so, yeah, check them out there. if you got little ones. Once again, August 8th. Eighth, six to eight, and you probably should go sign up beforehand. I would yeah, it's guess. on. It's online. Um, obviously, they don't have a lot of spaces because yeah, just go to the yeah. website for cakes by, cakes by Edith. Edith. Just search com. for them, cakes by Edith yeah. or cakes by Edith dot com, and sign up. All right, with us this week we have uh, Tierra, uh, Monson, and Michaela Broadhurst. Did I say your name right? Yes, because yeah. it's spelled. Tiara, which is how most people probably say it, but you specifically said Tiara. Yes. So I had to write down T like the drink and then era. <laughs> yes. Like the soap. Sense. Yeah. So Arid. I got it right. Tiara. And is it arid though? Arid? What? No. The soap. What the f it's E R A. Era. Era. I'm thinking arid. Arid extra tra- I don't know. That is That's not a deodorant. A soap. It's a deodorant, yeah. That doesn't count. You have problems. Yeah. He's old. I'm old. Have to forgive him. He's very old. <laughs> um, so they are, um, I guess, the the owners, creators, proprietors, workers of um, Bountiful, Bountiful Doulas. That's the name of it, right? Yes. Um, are you the only two doulas there? or No, we actually you have, have a whole stable of doulas. 
two more doulas on the team, and we actually just hired two more yesterday. Wow. So six. Wow. Six yes. now. Is that yeah. appropriate to call it a stable of doulas? What's the appropriate? I don't... A flock group? of doulas? An agency is An usually agency. Used. Oh, so it's not like a murder of doulas? <laughs> like crows? Oh, I think that would be doulas? really bad. I don't a think magic. I would want to use a doula if I was having a baby a, and it was called a murder of doulas. A herd of doulas. Which of our murder would you like to attend? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good point. And I guess like... A gaggle? Like, a gaggle the, of doulas? No, because I feel like That's gaggle is really derogatory toward women. Well, so I no. think stable probably is too. Like thinking about it, like pimps have a stable of hoes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so you that's probably, probably want not to, the right no. term for doulas. So let's strike that one. That Although that may be the show title, "Stable of Doulas." That may write that be. one down. <laughs> it's pretty good. That's actually a really good show title. I don't know. I think I'd just go with like group by head. This is their first and last yeah. podcast. <laughs> Maybe maybe it'll be murder of doulas because then it'll like draw in. If I do that, I was it'll say, draw in, have like, so the, many views. It'll be the true crime you'll, folks. I was we'll just say, you'll get like, murder porn people. Then like, <laughs> there was no murder. There were some doulas murdering people. They talked about some dead body in Bear Lake, and then they talked about babies and moms. There was for no like murder. There what was the no murder. <laughs> what am I listening to? Um, so, okay, so Michaela and, and t- we're going to talk about your business ladies in, in a few minutes. We got to talk about you first because we need to get to know who you are uh, to decide if we like you and how long this is going to last. So the first, the first question for each of you is when were you born? Just the, the month and the date. What's your birth date? December 1st. December? Oh, first. Yes. So March. Your spring baby. Easter? No, that's too early for no, Easter. March. No, that's. What's there, in the first part of March? February. Snow, the, the first, the first melting and end of snow. February is Valentine's. No, well, no okay. that's middle. That's middle. So February. around that time, your parents were doing something. Yep. They went yep. to a concert. <laughs> somebody's birthday. Somebody's birthday. Yeah, have they told you wedding the story anniversary? Of your anniversary. They have not told me. Anything of significance in your parents' <laughs> lives in March? <laughs> not so. So next so they March, were, they just had a healthy sex life. <laughs> next March, you're going to need to ask your parents. You're going to be thinking about this like the whole month of March now. Yep. You're gonna, you're gonna Probably be, more February as it leads up to March. Yeah, maybe the end of February, <laughs> into March. Maybe, was it a leap year before you were born? The year <laughs> we were celebrating the 29th of February. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey. It's not like that's a holiday. <laughs> it's leap day. Let's bang. Not that so, kind of holiday. <laughs> I know, but I work with a lady who was born on the 29th, and then her daughter was so born on the So for her, 29th. it's a holiday. Okay. So they were both born on the 29th. So what about you, Tierra? January 13th. Oh, so April 13th. So it's definitely... Easter! So y'all too. <laughs> y'all could have been an Easter. Some definite spring flings. Conception and be, being doulas. for sure. <laughs> being doulas and birth and all that. This is important. So I, I have a, a follow-up question for both of you. Um, did your parents have doulas? No. No. Okay. I feel like that's newer. It is newer, but I had to ask. I, I think doulas know. are very, very uh, very, very old concept yes. that is now come back. a reborn just new like concept. Everything. Yes. Just like everything. Because I would everything. say It's like all the spiritual like, new age stuff that's coming just like bell bottoms. Obviously, I do not know, but I would guess like in history they were very popular yeah. and then they fell out of favor 50, 60, 70. Well, they were kind of, they were wet nurses back then, you know. Doulas started doulas. out as wet nurses? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm just making That's two very up. different sides of so, the, the coin. One is birth, and one is after the birth. Well, yeah, but these guys special in after birth. Well, I know, but I mean, like, doula-ing. they're only after. All right, so Easter it, babies. Is that what you call it, doula-ing? 
Yeah, we're doula Inc. postpartum doulas, so yeah. we actually help after baby comes. See, yeah. I read their website. Yeah, but I don't think they're. Nur- I don't <laughs> think they're nursing. No, they're not making them dueling dueling doulas. If they're uh, maybe if they're competing with each competing. other for the business. Um, okay, so where were you guys born? Here in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Yeah, and I was born in Carson City, Nevada. Carson, Carson City, City, Nevada. Wow. Very nice. So, so let's start with you. How'd you get out of Reno? Because that's. <laughs> did you grow up there? Because look. You say Carson City because you don't want to say Reno, but they're the same damn place. <laughs> no, I really was born in Carson City. I know, City. but they're like five miles. That's like saying Murray versus Salt Lake. Like Carson City and Reno touch. Well. And Carson City may be the capital, but people know Reno. Yeah, but yeah. Carson City sounds better. It it's does. prettier. I really like Reno 911. When you cross that block into Reno, that's when you get into like the shitty CD behind the Reno 911 is one of my all-time favorite shows. It is amazing. <laughs> How long were you in Reno? <laughs> yeah, but the song doesn't say you go to Carson City to kill a man. It says you go to Reno too, so to watch a man die. But am I wrong? They're basic. They're like right next to each other. They're pretty close. Like you, you don't even have to leave one to get into the other, right? <laughs> I mean, I would say, how many miles do you think it really is? Because I feel like it's a lot more. I'm, than, I'm go- you, you know, should, I got yeah, a Google box right in front of me. So, <laughs> so let's Google. Like, how long did you live there? Um, just about three years. Okay. My mom and dad got divorced, and then my mom moved up with me and my sister. Okay, so you're not you you were born there. You're yeah. not really from there. No. So you I've, grew up here. Yeah, I've been in Davis County since. So. So Davis County. So why did you go to like junior high and high school? Viewmont High and Farmington Junior High. Nice. Okay. All right. So I'm, they're thirty miles away. Oh, it's, oh, like, see, it's, it's further like than Ogden. you thought. It's like forty minute drive. It's like Ogden. So it's way further than you thought. I mean, so she was right, and you were wrong. Anyway. So, Michaela, <laughs> where, where, where were you? You born here in Utah where? Salt Lake? Salt Lake. I'm from Bountiful. Bountiful. I've been there most of my life. Ba- grew up in Bountiful. Yeah, I moved a little bit. My stepdad was in the military, so I ah. lived in Texas and Virginia and Georgia, but we've always Military brats. Utah. Utah's always yeah. been the base. So, what what branch the military? Um, Army. Army. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because you do get a lot of Air Force up there uh, in Ogden with, with the Air with Force, Hill. but with Hill. My grandpa was Army. Yeah. Yeah. I was nothing. Oh. Nothing. So, so you guys both been here a lot. So yes. you're, you've now made a life for you guys yourself here. And you've been to a lot of places. So you like Utah, I guess? For the most part. Yeah. yeah. My family's here. So So what about after high school? College? What did you kind of where'd you go? I became a nanny um, right after high school. And that's stuck for 10 years now. Oh, wow. Actually. I just, that is some good money. My yes. friend's, my <laughs> friend's daughter. My daughter's friend. <laughs> Was a nanny for a really long Maya's time. Maya's best friend's been a nanny, and she made a whole lot more doing nanny than she did at her other job. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it has a potential. It has the potential <laughs> it to make has money. Potential. Look, if people can ha- – look, this is – so I have a, a, a person that worked for me that when she had her baby, she had a friend that was having a baby roughly the same time. They're, they're so cute, the two of them together. Um, but they decided to get a nanny – that they shared basically instead of paying for childcare otherwise because it was cheaper to get a nanny and split the cost between the two of them. So there's one person watching their two kids and they just switched whichever house they were at because they lived really close to each other. That's way cheaper than daycare. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, nanny. yeah, like <laughs> if you're doing like, but I mean, you're doing like full time, like eight to five nannying basically. Like they went home at night and stuff like it was cheaper for them. It ended up being cheaper than daycare for their two kids individually. So, yeah. well, if you can find a good nanny that 
you trust with your kids. That is part of the problem. Like, you don't want to be coming home to the dad banging the nanny either. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that wasn't really what I was thinking. I was thinking more like these like crazy. Like, actually take care of the kids? Yeah. Oh, it's, well, yeah I, you, know. you see those stories. She's been where, doing it for 10 years. She must be a good nanny. Or <laughs> nanny neglects the kids. Anyway. So. Uh, I wasn't you're like, there's our true crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's our true crime right there. What about, what about you, Tiara? I'm so sorry for these two. Tiara. <laughs> um, I became a young mom, like, right after high school. So I have So a, very Utah experience. Um, I have an eight-year-old, so he's almost eight. Um, so, yeah, I had him right after high school, and then I started working as a CNA, and I've been a full-time CNA pretty much ever since, so it's been about eight years. Nice. So. What did you go to school for CNA? I just did it through my high school. It was a CNA program through yes. high school. So. CNA doesn't require Yeah, my daughter's a CNA, and she so, did it I know Riverton, on, on the job. Riverton High School does it, too. So CNA runs a gambit. They're, they're like the shit-on people, though. Like, they do the worst jobs, so they are... You've got nursing home CNAs, which are probably the most abused CNAs in the business. <laughs> That's uh, for sure. You have like hospital CNAs, which still do a bunch of crap work, but like they're beloved by their nurses. Uh, and then you have like private CNAs that actually make bank and do really well and still might deal with some shitty people, but like it's not old veterans. But let's that are be like, honest, what job? Out there doesn't occasionally deal with crappy yeah. people. Yeah. Yes. So which well, which the space... problem is is CNAs don't just deal with crappy people. They, they deal literally with deal crap. with crap. That's true. Literally they, the crap. <laughs> they do wipe a lot of ass and clean up a lot of messes. <laughs> like what? Where on that spectrum did you spend your time? Were you like a nursing home CNA or? Yeah. So um, I started at Welcome Home Assisted Living in Bountiful. Um, it's just a really small assisted living center, and I worked there for about seven years. Wow. I, actually worked my way up into being the assistant administrator. And nice. then, That's a good way to go. Yeah. So um, management wasn't great, and there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I wasn't... With every uh, nursing yeah. home. That's not unique to whatever nursing home you mentioned, because I don't remember. <laughs> um, and it doesn't really matter. That's nursing homes, man. Yeah. That's a racket. They're dealing with the two payers in the world in Medicaid, which pays nothing and makes you jump through the biggest fucking hoops to get the dime, mm -hmm. and Medicare, which is steady, but has a million requirements, uh, and that's why nursing homes have so many CNAs. And it's a crappy job, so there's probably a ton of staff mm -hmm. turnover. work. Yeah. Did you like it, though? I mean, I, you're there seven years. Yeah. Um, I... I couldn't handle the management and what was going on behind the scenes that I had, like, made my way up. And so, I don't know, I just didn't like to be have the title of assistant administrator when there was a lot of shady stuff that I wasn't standing for and I had no part of. So I ended up leaving. And one Not of the nurses choice. that was, like, the house nurse over at Welcome Home hired me on to an assisted living center in Kaysville. So I've been there for about a year ever since. Nice. So I work there, and then I also work as a hospice CNA as well. So I work for Cascade Springs Hospice. So that's more... That's the in-home stuff I was that's talking rough, about. That's rough, though. That's, that's rough because, like, every one of your patients is dying. Yes. Um, it's hard, but it's very rewarding. However, like when, when my grandma, specifically when my grandma was at the end and they had a the home hospice nurse, she was amazing. 
Yeah. And I don't know how... I'm pr- I pretty much think, like, most people just really appreciate the well, hospice care workers. Yeah. The, and the home, I'm sure there are some that are dicks. The home hospice nurses really get to know, like, these people, and more importantly, Remember, like, their Remember, that's where families. the doctor that I loved, and I was so mad at her, that's she, she was like... To. She's like, I need to have more time with my patients or my doctor actually became oh, shit. a hospice I doctor. I should fucking call her. We need doctors like her. She would love working She probably with would. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? She would be a long She was young un- and I was so excited oh, and I name? actually, uh, Devin, I can't remember, um, <laughs> that she, I credentialed her when I used to work at the hospital and like watched her come up through the ranks. And so when she was finally a doctor, I was so excited and I started seeing her for like a year and then she's like, I'm going to go work for hospice. And I was like, I need to reach out to her and see if she wants okay. a new job. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you have no idea. Like, I forgot all about her, and she would be perfect for us. But. He's in healthcare, too. Yeah. Okay, um, so back to you, Michaela. <laughs> so how So how did you get to... How did you guys meet, is what I want to know That's now. true. Working I don't, at Lagoon. I was what? <laughs> what so you guys, dealing with uh, people dying so in the other ones, dealing with people... Like in high school? Brand new babies. In high school. Like 14-year-old job, Lagoon? Yes. Yep. Where they prey upon... Young kids who are like, oh, it'd be so cool to work at an amusement park. And then you work there and you're like, God, this fucking sucks. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've been best friends ever since then. How's, That's awesome. Have you guys seen Adventureland? No. Oh, you got to watch it. And then and then report back to me how close it is. Because I've never worked at an amusement park. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a carny. Not like an amusement park carny, but one that travels. But I want to know like how close Adventureland is to actual amusement park work. Like the behind the scenes stuff. Because it seems like it's probably pretty close. So pretty much everybody that works at Lagoon lives in Bountiful and Kaysville, don't they? I mean, like. For the most part. Well, because they're all yeah. 14 and 15 and can't drive themselves, That's and their so, parents yep. <laughs> aren't going to drive them an hour. Exactly. So what did you do? I know this is slightly <laughs> off topic, but what did uh, you do? Slightly. It's not off topic at all. We haven't even like, talked about the beach. Did you run the Music Express? Yeah, or like, what did you do? <laughs> we worked at Laguna Beach oh, and Laguna then Beach. Frightmares. Ah. Yeah. Oh, Frightmares. So was like, probably way more fun than... Lifeguards no. or or like no. snack bar? We were deckhands. Oh, okay. So you just... So you don't want to watch that. No running! Poop deck. Now that's the lifeguards. No <laughs> we did a lot of the rental tubes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I got out of the poop cleanup. There you go. Yeah, I learned. This is a smart tricks. idea. Smart yeah. idea. But maybe that's how you decided to be a CNA. Yep, that's what. Like, <laughs> you know what? She's like, well, I really love. Cleaning I can make up some poop. real money cleaning poop. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm gonna clean up poop. I'm at least gonna get paid better. <laughs> so, did you ever work carny games at Lagoon? No. No, no they needed like people that were older for that, probably. So anyway, you're all done with like <laughs> that, and you're being a nanny taking care of babies, and you're being a CNA taking care of old people. How do you decide oh, we're going to do something different? Do you have any of your own kids? Yes, I have a four-year-old. Okay. Because I was like, there's a weird jump to be like a nanny to other people's kids and be like, I'm going to be a doula. I've never been a mom. <laughs> I mean, I'm I mean, not I, saying it's impossible, I mean, I but... I don't know that that's... So how yeah so how do you guys make that leap then is like okay we're friends from working at an amusement park to now we're gonna be you know experts in moms with babies so we both have four year olds actually we're pregnant our kids are four months apart that's good for your kids your eight year old's pissed though because he's like I don't have any friends yeah (laughs) he was the first one out of the bunch so (laughs) thanks Um. (laughs) yep. 
Um, but yeah, during, I just had a really rough postpartum experience and I didn't know what postpartum doulas were until I had a two year old. And as soon as I heard what postpartum doulas were, I was like, it would have changed my experience completely. Every mother should just automatically be assigned someone to help them with postpartum. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I gotta, I gotta ask this for the uninformed because there's plenty of people that listen to this podcast that are like, what that the fuck? That are like you guys? What the fuck is a doula? I know what a doula is. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but there's plenty of people that are like, what is a doula? Is it like a midwife? Are they delivering babies? Like, how do they, how do they work? So a doula is a support person. There's different types of doulas. A birth doula usually follows you through We've the birth process. We've had death doulas on here. Yeah, yep. we, had, yeah we, we had a death, death doula a few years ago. That was very, very interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of different types. Uh, birth doulas are the most common. And then postpartum come after baby's there. So we'll go into the home during postpartum, usually the first up to the first year. Um, most families hire us the first six weeks to three months. We'll go during the day and do things like like cooking, cleaning, answer questions on lactation or newborn care. Um, we're really just there to support them however they need it. Sometimes we'll grocery shop and go make dinner and then hold baby while mom takes a nap. Other times we'll do overnight support and we'll stay up with baby all night while the parents get a full night of sleep. Um, it's really wow, just- where was that? 24 years <laughs> right. ago. She was not born yet. <laughs> Out of your budget. Well, she was probably born 24 years yes. ago, but she <laughs> not was working. not old enough to do it yet. So, yeah, that's kind of, we're just there to support people during postpartum. Um, I'm also a certified postpartum nutrition professional, so I talk to people a lot that's about their nice. diet and nutrition depletion. And but you can't, you, you got to eat like you were pregnant still, people. Once yeah. you have well, that it depends. Baby. It depends on if you're nursing and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you're not nursing, don't eat like you're pregnant because you probably, <laughs> you're going to pack on those pounds. Honestly, eat however you want. But yes, if you are nursing, the amount of calories that you have to consume is it's insane. It's unreal. It's so, it's, I nurse for the first year. It's more and than towards when the you're, end, I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. It's more than when you're growing the parasite to begin with inside <laughs> of you. <laughs> I feel like the trouble is when you're pregnant, your body kind of like you're hungry and it tells you you're hungry. But afterwards, like you're busy with other things and you're trying to get back to your life and you kind of forget to eat yeah. and you mm-hmm. and your body's especially hungry. And you're exhausted, right? Like, yeah. And it's just, you need a lot of fat to make milk. <laughs> and you don't think about that when you're. After you're done, you're like, oh, I want to lose this baby weight and I want to do all this like, stuff. I can't and- eat peanut butter and pickles with, with ice cream anymore. <laughs> I can. I mean, you probably, sh- you probably should eat a little bit better than that. Like there's some nutritional, but your body tells you too. I, don't like- know, I feel like peanut butter is a pretty good source of protein. Yeah. So. You can say it on the mic. People don't <laughs> <laughs> want to interrupt. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I feel you. like I feel like peanut butter would be a pretty good source of protein, so you're pretty good there. Yeah, but with the with the pickle, it's got your electrolytes. Pickles it's are good, got, I think it's when you get into, like, the huge fat and sugar content of the ice cream, it, maybe. It's more, yeah, but... I, but we have a nutritionist here. How about we ask? <laughs> <laughs> she was blowing her nose. We're giving her a second. Yeah, we're, we're talking our shit first, we're fighting. Julia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting. Yeah. Um, so just what typically should be eaten during postpartum. Sorry. Just yeah, just like what, yeah. 
I don't know, just I because I, I'm sure it's different for everybody. It's different for what your goals are and for what you're doing and yeah. what your baby needs and what you need. And yeah, it's definitely by person by person. Um, I usually ask what their comfort food is and kind of start there. And I think that honestly, what like you grew up with when you were sick and needing to heal. Is oh, when like you the were sick, comforting food. Like what sounded good to you if there was a soup that your mom made every time you were sick or okay. something like that. Like my grandma always brought well, over you got- rice pudding for me, so I always think in think of that one. You're like, you're like, what's your comfort food? Chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes and cream gravy. Okay, maybe what not do you, that. What, what do you want when you're sick? Never that. Never ever that. Like those are very different things to me. Um, but overall, really just like warm, easily digestible foods that are cooked and can be processed easily. There's a lot of changes in the gut during postpartum and um, you need a lot of different nutrients and more iron and things like that. They gave so. all your shit to that parasite that you pooped out of. <laughs> I just think we should normalize calling them parasites instead of fetuses or babies while they're being cooked. I mean, to be fair, your body tries to kill it why lots you, of times before it becomes a baby. Why are you so stereo to me? I don't know. Is it just me? No. Or does she sound stereo to everyone else, too? Hysteria. I have That's no idea. weird. Hold on. <laughs> it sound like weird. me to me. <laughs> Not like you were coming. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's okay. probably just me. So when did you start? When did you start? About two years ago, you said... We started this 18 months ago, oh, 18 and months then ago. Okay. we just became Two baby cycles an agency ago. about six months ago. Nice. So, yeah. so how did you get involved? Um, well, Michaela reached out to me and was talking about postpartum doulas first, like when she started to hear about it and how she wanted to and start And then were you it. like, holy shit, why didn't I know about this? Because you were like, <laughs> I am, I have just had a baby too and I want to know about it. Exactly. I was wondering where our postpartum doulas were when we were going through it. So I feel like both of us having kind of like a rough patch postpartum wise, definitely different experiences, but we definitely needed more emotional, physical, lots of different support. And I think that's just where the idea took off. Like, this is what other moms need. Let's do that for other moms. And then I think that's when, like, my hospice CNA and my, like, medical field started to, like, combine because I feel like I really love my hospice job. I love the hospice care more than just the assisted living. Like, I, I feel have like a calling of death in life like that sounds weird to say over microphone but oh, like it, no. it, it's just we had a death doula on it doesn't sound weird at all So you can switch it up later if you get tired of babies you can deal with old people again <laughs> yeah so i'm actually doing both right now so i'm still doing full-time cna and oh i thought you were doing death doula-ing and baby doula no, no okay <laughs> very different so um i found during like hospice care and cna care all of that that my calling in life was not necessarily 100% death, but more life transitions, how I've been like such a good support system, bedside during so many different life transitions. Um, so I think that's just when I was like, okay, well, let's kind of transition from more of the death side of things and go to the life more side of things. So yeah, we just, it kind of just that, took off it, from there. It, it and takes a very certain kind of person to be able to do that and be okay with it and it, it takes a very particular person so that's, that's awesome that, that you can do that and be okay with it because on both cases dealing with somebody's postpartum I'm sure there are those that like just would throw their hands in the air and knock it off you know and not be at all supportive and the same when it comes to death a lot of people just cannot handle that yeah. so having somebody that can be there is huge yeah 
it's very very hard but i wouldn't have it any other way like it's definitely my calling in life and so i'm glad i've been able to find that so 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 how does it work um let's say let's say somebody's had a baby or about to have a baby they've heard about you how does it work? They call you up and I let's, mean, yeah. Let's say like, let's like, say Julia is going to give birth in three months. Oh, oh God, Julia is going to go jump off a bridge. I'm just making okay. I'm just making this very <laughs> right. look, look at the fear on poor Julia. Like, your younger sister had a baby like a, like I don't a even year have ago. A partner. Was it like a year ago. I'm just saying you're the. We're just going to hypothetically say you're having okay. a baby in three so months. In having a baby or just had a baby. How does it work? I mean, how does the whole process? So I'm work? first time mom. I've never had a baby. I have no support. What am I doing? You would find us, you go to our website or just send us an email. What's your website? Bountifuldoulas.com or bountifuldoulas at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram quite a bit, which is just bountifuldoulas. But we'll just get in contact with you there and have you reach out. And then we usually do a free consultation where we'll talk to the parents and kind of ask what they're looking for, whether it's day or night support, how much support and things they need. And then if they hire us and go from there, they'll sign a contract and we go do an um, in-home visit before baby comes. Usually we try to, or we'll kind of take a tour of the house and look at like, oh, you have steep stairs. Have you thought about where you're sleeping at night? Like if they have a C-section or just different things to consider and kind of help them feel a little more prepared. And that way we're also not scrambling to figure out your home. That's kind of nice. So it's not just postpartum. Like there's a little bit of thought about where's baby sleeping, where are you sleeping? Yeah. I'm you sure know, there's a lot of people. If your kitchen is downstairs and you're upstairs, like what's your plan in the middle of the night kind right. of thing? Well, especially exactly. first time moms. I can see where they wouldn't really think about yeah. that. And then a C-section. Yeah. So my wife had our, two of our kids were C-section. She could not move for days. But if you haven't thought about that and you're like, well, yeah, my bedroom's upstairs and, and but. No, they just rip through all your muscles when they cut those things out. Yeah. They're like... Well, and, and there's other things. Take out the parasite. Because, like, when I had Cassie, I lost so much blood. Like, I was iron deficient, and I wasn't allowed to do anything by myself. Because I could, at any time, just be like... So I couldn't shower by myself. Somebody had to watch me while I was showering, because the hot water would, like, make me boozy or whatever. Like, there's so many things. Like, having so a baby is not... People are it's so natural. And it's not. It's just not. <laughs> So what? So I, that's amazing that you can point out things that I'm sure a lot of people just don't think about. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. So what else, like, when that initial walkthrough with them? Um, we'll really just talk to them about what their goals are, if it's to get sleep, if they care about nutrition and they want us to meal prep for them. We just kind of get an idea of what the support will look like. And this is obviously if you reach out to us while you're still expecting. Sometimes we will have clients that call us and say, we didn't know you existed until now, and we have a two-week-old, and we'll try to fit them in where we can. Um, but we usually try to come in the home beforehand and just make sure they're as prepared as possible and we've all met and everything is set up. And then we have um, six doulas on our team now. So it's just who's the best fit and can fit that availability and be there for them. Sometimes we have clients where with six nights a week. We have one right now that we're there six oh, wow. nights a week yeah. and another that we're there one day a week. So it really just kind of depends on. Like the one that were there six nights a week. Not there's... everyone has awesome family support. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, Julia would be by herself. 
you know, I know you. Yeah, and I definitely don't have siblings and a mom who'd be all <laughs> over me say, the entire time. Well, you you're, you have a good mom. you have a good your support mom. system. Yeah, like but but a lot of people don't. But she no. doesn't have a partner, so like she might need six nights a week to have someone there to just help after she gets home from her second job running her own business with this baby that she shouldn't. Because now had. she has a job and a second. That baby was completely baby. irresponsible, Jesus. by the way, Julia, Julia for you control. to get pregnant. Like, I know, I'm on it. I thought it would have worked. <laughs> I'm sorry. We live in so, Utah. So, do you guys just do first time moms, or if if it's a mom that has other kids, do you help them figure out like how that's going to work? Have you had like, a repeat customer yet? Well, You've been open eighteen can you, months. Can you stop talking for ten seconds? <laughs> so, like Tara, like you had a baby, and then you had a second baby, and so. Some moms are like, well, I've already had one. Like, I can do the second one. And then you do the second one, and they're a different kind of baby, or they don't realize that the second baby isn't just twice as work. It's, you know, three times the work, or whatever it might be. Maybe the first time it was super easy for them, or they had a different kind of support system, and now they don't. Do you kind of help them figure out the new family dynamic? Yes. Um, so you'll babysit the older kids and stuff? <laughs> I actually had a client that had... um Let's see. I think she had three kids. Mm-hmm. Laura. Yeah. So I think she had, yeah, so she had three kids and then she had just had her fourth and she hired us for actually quite a bit of help. Um, she, her main focus was more um, just trying to spend quality time with every kid and making sure that None of the kids felt left out during the transition of bringing a new baby in. Um, she did have some worries about postpartum depression and anxiety and stuff like that. So we were able to answer questions. But um, I firmly believe whether it's your first kid, fifth kid, everybody needs a postpartum plan and everybody needs support. And I think a lot of people think birth plan is like the main focus. Like everybody wants a birth plan. Everybody's trying to have a birth hump, plan. Man. Like, but yeah. what about the next eighteen years? And then, <laughs> right. And then you go home and you're like, oh, well, what are we supposed to do now? So I think it's really important for first time mom, fifth time mom, to always have a postpartum plan. And postpartum doulas can definitely support somebody with five kids and first time mom. That's so, awesome. I personally like the pre-birth plan. That planning stage of pregnancy is my favorite. Like pre, pre-pregnancy planning. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay. So have you had, have you had a repeat customer yet? You've been open almost long enough to actually have the same person have two babies. I know. 18 months, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, technically they have because you, it would be kind of at the end of the first one, but. Yeah, so potentially. Like, they could have had, yeah. like Your brother, you're how close? 16. Yeah, so see you. 16 through. months apart. My mom wasted no time getting pregnant accidentally again. Because <laughs> I promise he wasn't a on-purpose baby either. <laughs> so so how, do, how does it work? Is it like a, we can help you for one day? We can help you for five months? Like, how does that work with clients? It's up to the client, um, just whatever kind of support they need. So the one that we're with six nights a week, we're there for three months. We're phasing out a little bit, so we'll be with them five nights a week towards the last half. Um, we have other clients that will hire us for one visit, maybe two weeks, and just to kind of get yeah. them settled in and be able to ask questions and have support and just figure things out. We just try to talk to them and see what they want and make yeah. sure that we have availability. It's really just that. different for every family. Yeah. Is that kind so. of an average? Like, well, most people, it's this amount of time, or is it, no, everyone is just so different. Right now, I feel like everybody's kind of different. Stop pinning them down, Jeremy. You don't sell <laughs> 
I think everyone is pretty different. I would say it's like maybe two to three visits a week for anywhere from six weeks to three months on yeah. average. Okay. And you said you help with like lactation and stuff like that too. Yeah. Cause yeah. that can be pretty stressful and wow. most lactation specialists don't really come to your house. Like you have to go somewhere and then that's another stress on top of it. And yeah. We, so. we had to take some basic lactation trainings and then if it's anything out of our scope, we usually refer to some IBCLCs that do visit in the home. Um, yeah. we have a really oh, good list nice. of resources that we're that's able awesome. to just kind of send their way and make sure they're supported. So I got a, awesome. I got a yeah. laundry list of, of new questions that I wrote down as we were going <laughs> here that I think are important. I think it's, it's good. I'm, I'm curious what these are now. So first off, what is, look, okay, you don't have to mention names, but you've been in a shitty house. Like you've been in a home that was like, how the hell are these people going to have a baby? So what was the worst home you've been in so far? <laughs> like cockroaches crawling around the walls or like... Are you guys like... Okay, you might be a mandatory reporter as a CNA, but like, is there any kind of mandatory reporting if you do show up to someone's house and there's like something funky going on? I actually don't know as post as postpartum doula specifically, but with her being a CNA and yeah. me being a nanny, we are mandated. Okay, reporters. I didn't know about nanny. Yeah. So that's, what's that's like the what's like the most concerning like worst place you've walked into? Like they have like a fireman's pole in every okay, room. Okay, can you stop and just let answer this, ask the question and let them answer it? I don't really know if I've been in a bad home yet. I feel like honest. anybody that's gonna have if the money have to call a home, a doula, they're not gonna call. You don't yeah. know that. Some people don't know, but I feel like. People, People that, that cook meth need help, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're not prepared to have a baby. They're busy cooking meth. They have the money for it, though. Yeah, definitely. So I don't, like... Okay, so you haven't had a really you haven't had a really bad one. What's the... I feel like I should screen your questions from now on. No way, man. My questions are <laughs> I the best. I definitely have walked into some nasty rooms, but that's CNA work and not oh, yeah. well, that's work, a, so... Look, there's, there's a whole... You could, have, you could have a whole, like, podcast <laughs> yeah, on, like, the... Yeah, that's a whole other episode. I kind of feel up. like... I kind of feel like people find it much easier to neglect an old person than a baby. I mean, That's so I say sad. I say that coming with my daughter, certainly having not worked at the VA and <laughs> gone through some of that stuff, and now she works with autistic kids and some of the stuff. She's like, "Yeah, I had to report this again this today because she's mandatory reporter. Yeah. She has to report to her supervisor." She's like, "What? Uh. What about a situation like where you guys go into a house and a and a family scenario where you're like, there's." 10 people here for the next three months helping this mom. Like, they don't really need us. Why the hell are we here? I disagree with that. Sorry, I should like the answer. I <laughs> yeah, this is the, I'm Some a- people that stay there don't help the mom. They <laughs> put well, sure, more no, work no, no, on I, the mom. I, I get that. But, like, if you walked into those situations, I mean, you still take the, the contract and stuff. But, like, if you walked into those situations where you're like, I don't really, really need us. There's definitely been some clients where I don't necessarily feel like they would need us as much as others, but I still think that a lot of people like breaks from their family and friends and neighbors. Yeah, definitely. And prefer. They're like, oh, I'm and sorry. And their in-laws. Yeah. They're <laughs> yes. like, oh, sorry. The mother-in-laws. <laughs> the doula's here. Me and the baby, we got to go downstairs for some one-on-one time with the doula. And like, you're yeah. just reading a book and they just <laughs> well, are like, I thanks. Think, I feel like you you probably do some, some interference and help with boundaries, right? Because like oh, you were definitely. just saying, mother-in-law, mm-hmm. a lot of times... If families live out of town, they'll come and they think that it's a great idea to stay with the new mom and dad. And then like grandma's all over, you know, holding the baby, but mom really 
would like you to do the dishes. Or sister-in-law or, is trying to nurse the baby for oh, you. Oh, we've ha- we had a friend whose sister-in-law did that <laughs> legitimately so twice. So <laughs> I still cannot believe your eyes. That said it all. <laughs> but like, if you're not a person that can stand up for yourself just normally, and then you have a baby, like you feel like, oh, I should be grateful for all of this help, when it's not really help, like. Yeah. You're the mom and you, you should get to pick what have the you, person who's helping you does. Have you had to like break the news to like a problem family member where you're like, you really should just probably go home. Cause <laughs> that's, is that something you guys <laughs> Wait, she, do? she said close. So she's got a story. It's not necessarily a story, but there definitely was a mother-in-law that liked to give a lot of opinions and overstepping overstepped a lot and wasn't always necessarily correct in her advice. So I, it was an awkward situation, but I would have she to read it on Facebook. Look, it's true. Right, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some professional advice here. You just need to be like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she is fucking paying me to help go away. She doesn't want See, you. I could, I could have used you with my first daughter because I was like so tired and I was complaining about it. And my grandmother was like, that's just the way that it is. And it turned out like I was like super anemic and I like fell asleep at the wheel and crashed my daughter and I because after she told me that I was like, okay, like I just got to do this stuff. Like this is just the way that it's supposed to be. Back in the 1800s when your grandma had kids. I mean, it wasn't le- semi legit. <laughs> it was the early old. 1900s. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I got, a, I got another one for you. So I, I know you guys have a website. I actually think the website's very informative, but you know, you guys started this in part because you had kids and you're like struggling and then you realize, oh, there's this whole world of like postpartum doulas. Like I didn't even know that was actually a thing until I saw your interview pop up. So how do you get the word out that you guys exist? Not just that you are, you know, existing in that space, but that the, the postpartum doula just even exists to begin with. Um, things like this. <laughs> yeah, this is a good start. Yeah. We have been on Good Things Utah and we try to go to a lot of different local events and like vendor events. We That's attended Davis met. County Pride. I found them on a hashtag on Instagram. Was it? <laughs> yeah, well, that, hashtag Utah but business. You'll be, pride, you'll be at Pride this weekend. She's yeah. been, she's been on Good Have you Utah, got so. them hooked up with, uh, the Cocktail Collective, Alexis or Alexa, Lexi, Alexi? whatever. No, but I is. can get her in touch when she's done having her baby. She's, so she's super good. Uh, she's, maybe she needs a doula. Yeah, maybe she needs. Maybe a she needs a postpartum doula. doula. She's uh, she's found like a really really great resources for small businesses, especially women run small businesses. So minority and rem- yeah. woman run yeah. businesses. She's 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 a minority and a woman. She should just start a business doing consulting because I keep sending people to to her. Like you should go talk to this chick about all the stuff that she knows because she's super smart but uh, maybe nice. i don't know have you does she know I that i do that, that. we her? saw her before she was even announcing that baby and now she's due <gasps> she's due like soon wow. like september october yeah she Look wasn't even that. announcing oh, yeah, she it yeah she, she was just barely and, yeah. saying wow that doesn't feel like that was that long ago well I mean, Jeremy and I aren't the only ones that have memory time problems now, I guess. It's true. <laughs> Everything happened a week ago or a month ago. All right. I have a question. Okay. So say with the average amount of time that someone spends, say they're doing two to three times a week for about three months, how much would someone need to save up ahead of time to be able to afford your services? That's a good question. Like at least this much. 
Do you guys have like I an hour, hour, do you have like an hourly rate? Overnight. Like an hourly rate. So we charge 37 an hour for days and that we usually do cheap. Um, four hour day shifts. And then for nights we charge 42 an hour and we usually do eight hour shifts. That's, that's very cheap. reasonable. Yeah. I'm going to call it cheap. It's cheap. That's, I mean, that's, it, it, like it's the service lot, is probably not cheap, but I that thought. I thought for sure it'd be a lot more than that. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay, so, night, so a few hundred a week probably. At least, yeah. Okay. Probably. I mean, for someone like you that's working two jobs by yourself, single mom, you know, you have some help from the family, but you're probably looking at a pretty hefty. I live upstairs. <laughs> it's it's going to be right. If you so, have a so C-section. So probably want to save like, about 5000 or something. <laughs> 5000 5, a week or so. No, no big. Total. Julia's like, down payment on a house or postpartum doula. <laughs> it really just depends what you need. I would say... Our clients' invoices range anywhere from like two hundred to two thousand a week, depending yeah. on the amount of support. Well, I so think it really you know, is just like you're an older you. older person having a kid for the first time. Like this is one thing that a lot of people don't think about. So, used to be back in the day, your parents had like like our friend uh, Tierra here. P- people had kids early, like Not out of high school. Was pre- the norm? Yeah, like eighteen to twenty six was like prime child having age yeah, back in the day. That's, that's when Bree had her baby. Well, my parents. I mean, my my mom was barely turned 18 when she started having kids, but that was very normal. But now, but now there are more, especially with millennials and now into zennials, it's like 30 is the starting point for a lot of people. And I think there's a huge difference between having a baby at 20 and having a baby at 30 and having a baby at 40. And I think it's like an exponential curve because you, 30 years old, like people forget. 200 years ago, we died at like 35. Well, I think <laughs> the, I'm not kidding. I think, like, the biggest, that was like, I think the biggest difference is this. When you are 20, you have boundless amounts of energy. Like people who are clubbing, like you can go clubbing all night and get up and go to work. And so when you're having a baby and you're 20, it's like, still the energy but... level is much different. But like our friend, she was, uh, she had a geriatric, geriatric pregnancy and she'd talk about being tired and I'd be like, gosh, I don't remember being that tired. And I'd have to constantly remind myself you were tw- she's 20 years older than I was when I had my babies and she's 40 and she's chasing a two year old like that. I, I don't want to chase a two year old <laughs> when I'm 40. Like, I, y'all, no. y'all think I'm joking, but the life expectancy in 1850 oh, no, I wasn't saying <laughs> was 25 years old. I wasn't saying you were joking. I'm just saying, like, just just basic energy-wise. Do you have a fair amount of clients that, I say older, but you know what I mean. Established. Let's call them established. established. Do you have a fair amount of clients that are established? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could see if you're, if you're, let's just even say mid thirties and having a baby for the first energy time. Energy level's brutal. Like, look at Mark and Brandy. That's what I'm saying. Like, Mark, Mark and Brandy, when Brandy was like 38, 39, somewhere in there. She had. When she had first. Henry, when they had their first baby, like, well, I feel bad for her, so because she, she was like, "I'm going to do all this natural stuff," and then she went two weeks over, and she was in December, and she didn't want to have the baby on Christmas, and she ended up finally, you know, the midwife was like, "You've got to go into the hospital," and they go in, and they're like, "We're going to have to take this baby," and she ended up with a C-section, and then afterwards, she had an infection with the C-section, and then she popped her stitches and had a drain, and like, she could have used one of you. <laughs> She even even though even though Brandy wasn't really working, she was like like, but like pseudo she from couldn't home. lift Henry, and yeah. he was because he was overdue. Man, he baby, was a ten baby. and a half pound. He's still baby. a big kid, and so she like she she couldn't lift him post C section. I mean, you can't lift normal size baby post C section for a while, but like it was literally months 
before she could that, lift her. That was kind of that's kind of my point. Like I can see that, like you know, like a twenty twenty one twenty two year old's probably not going to need as much help as a thirty five year old who has a lot less energy. Different help. Yeah, but different help. Or if yeah. someone has like a disability or anything like that. Yeah. Like if you have an amputee, have you guys ever had an amputee customer? No, where no. they're missing like a limb. Well, that's a good they, point, Julia. Like, yeah. like if you have a disability that you're trying to work around or figure out I mean, how to since do. Since I'm the one obviously having the baby right now, like I have fibromyalgia, <laughs> I have chronic fatigue, yeah. I have the energy level has, of an what old about person. Autism, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that, but I'm just saying but okay. you could because this is a hypothetical. Situation. Oh, okay, <laughs> hypothetically, there's nothing wrong with having autism. But, but no, that would make sense, right? That would be it. I just guys... like that it's like. You can help with their nutrition. You can help with the baby. You can help with the housework. You can help with the logistics. So you also work with sleep. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I'm also a gentle sleep coach. So I support newborns up to five years of age. Um, oh, wow. And That's I awesome. answer Newborn questions. five year. <laughs> Five-year-old newborn. So you're helping. Newborns <laughs> two, five years oh. old. You're helping the baby sleep. You're helping mom sleep. You're helping everybody sleep. Yeah. Collecting <laughs> lullabies all night well, really loudly. Do you ever have to help dad sleep? Because in my experience, dads usually don't have any issues. No. We usually get to a shift and they're like, good night. Like, yeah. Just <laughs> Thanks. <to> bye. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird the things you go through, too. Like when you're a mom afterwards and like you're... Like, you're just so mentally weird. Like, I remember one time I woke up and I had been having this horrible dream that I couldn't pick my baby up. Well, she was crying. But in my sleep, I was trying to pick my husband's leg up through the blanket. <laughs> so my hands wouldn't, like, go under, right? And he just is waking up looking at me. He doesn't wake up and, like, wake me up. He doesn't wake up. It's not him, by the way. He doesn't wake up, wake me up. Doesn't wake up and think, well, I'll go take care of the baby. He's just watching me try to pick his leg like up th- in my sleep. Like, like a three-year-old just stands over you and stares at you till you wake up. Kids Breathing. Are so That's the creepiest. <laughs> and I need to throw why, up. I need to know why they do that. We were just talking about that recently. Like every They kid, don't want to wake you up, but they need to wake you up. But every kid just stands there and <laughs> stares at you, and then all of a sudden you wake up, and there's just... The, you're like, I feel like somebody's looking at me, and you open your eyes, and there is... Maya, so my second, she was, she was our worst. She was down in the basement. She would come up to tell us she was going to be sick. She had to pass three other bathrooms to get to the bathroom in our room and usually wouldn't make it into that one and throw up on our floor. But she would go through all that and then she'd, she'd do that. She'd stand there in the doorway, like the whole the shining and the creepy and the, with the backlight and everything. <laughs> <sighs> and then you'd finally realize it and you'd shoot up. You're like, what? I'm going to be sick. <laughs> she went up so many times. She would sleepwalk up there and stand in the doorway. That's how often she went up. So creepy. So, so and then this, she'd just sit there rubbing her eyes and just sleep and then go back down to bed. So this sleeping thing that you do, yes. I, yeah. I find that interesting because... Like, what is it? Explain my kids it. were pretty decent at it, so I, but I've heard nightmare stories about... So say you got lucky then. Trying to figure out how to keep your kid asleep or get your kid asleep or get your rest and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's two different options. I do an ask me anything call where we just jump on a call for 45 minutes and they can just ask whatever oh, they what need to ask. What kind of things ask. do they ask? Like um, what kind of, how does that conversation go? They usually just ask things like my toddler keeps getting out of bed at night. What do I do? Or should we keep nursing through the night? Or is it just, do I let really, them cry? I feel like that's yeah, a do big I let question. them cry? Just different questions, whatever they is need. Benadryl ever the answer? <laughs> No. What about what about uh, what about whiskey on the gums? No. Okay. What about 
This, this is, is why the life expectancy was twenty five. This, this, <laughs> this is a this is a legit question. If the baby won't stop crying, can you shake them? Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you no. remember? Do you remember those commercials they had on a, the about the period of purple crying? So my kids were I don't know. I think Sean was eight or something, and so Chris just th- they thought it was hilarious. She thought it was hilarious. He would joke, and they would like throw each other around, and he would be like. Period of purple crying. So yeah, she's she like probably older. has a, she probably has a CTE from it, honestly. <laughs> but they had so much fun. Every time those commercials would come on, she'd run over to him and he would like, foe, tell her like, stop crying. And I'm like, you know that that is like a real thing that people are suffering through. <laughs> well, that people like. And go to jail for. That's well, the just part the that, crying. Like, that's the part that's but... really tough for me to understand is how you're that frustrated with your kid that you. It's a baby. Um, I can. Like be really obnoxious sick, though, to they you can... all night long, and then by morning you'll know. Because he can't deal without. Sleep. That's what you guys are there for is to help it not get to that point, right? Yeah. Where <laughs> mom and dad are In insane. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just answer questions for them with the "Ask Me Anything," or I do a two-week plan where they'll send. I'll send a detailed questionnaire that asks what their current sleep habits are, what their goals are, whether they're co-sleeping and want to continue that or they're trying to get their toddler in their own bed or just really whatever they're why they're contacting me and then I will write a detailed sleep plan that's usually four or five pages and it walks them through everything they should do over that two weeks and then from there we'll get on another call and talk about the plan and then for two weeks I'm there to support them 24-7 virtually. So do you ever actually go in and help? Not with sleep consulting so they just can text me questions every day they just text and reach out. It's like you're waking up by a baby. So So the the parents are the ones that are getting their kids back to sleep. I'm just coaching them through it. So that way they're the ones doing pro- it. Professional yeah. professional yeah. opinion. Is co-sleeping a good idea? I would say it depends on the family. There's definitely safe ways to do it, but a lot of people don't usually do it safely. So, yeah. yeah. Explain a safe way to do it. Um, so there's the safe seven. That's usually when you would remove pillows and not have, like, sheets. You'd be on a firm mattress or, sorry, like... You can have a fitted sheet, but you shouldn't have a flat sheet or extra blankets and things and that's like if you, that. that. That's if the baby's in bed with you. Yes, and the parent should that's be what nursing. Co- that's what co-sleeping is. <laughs> yeah, so the parent should also be nursing. They shouldn't be smoking, drinking, using any drugs, things like that. Um, so Although that's research. a given. Yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people, um, usually unsafe sleep happens when they don't know to remove the pillows or blankets and things like that, or they're just too sleep deprived to think about that. And they just get in bed with baby and if that's when things happen. If they're really sleep deprived too, like, and they're just, if they're like me, they just roll over and smash that baby and not even know it. I mean, like, yeah. really, I'm not, I'm not actually joking. Like no. I'm a heavy sleeper and like, so in your case, also, like, also I wake up insane like i wake up and i shoot out of bed and if there's a baby nearby that sucker might fly off the bed with me so so legitimately in your case that would not be a good idea yeah it would that, be a horrible idea that would be not that a good would idea. not be recommended in your consultation that's okay but, i like i like my space I, so i never co-slept I, i'm i was just kind of i'm I, you know i'm kind of curious because i've always thought like that's just a crazy idea to sleep with your child long term like uh, it's yeah. just about, like put the kids yeah, on the bed. Yeah. Do. I mean, the safest well, our way do it. for a baby to sleep is usually going to be in the crib on a firm mattress. But with that being said, not everyone does that, so we just want to be open about it. I and think make Mark sure and that they're being as safe as they the, can. I think well, Mark and Brandy still co-sleep with Henry. Yeah, but he's fine. The um, the like I think the new like kind of extra bed that you can have where your baby can like it's kind of in a crib. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that. 
makes more sense because you can still then have your things and your space and your baby can still have the the firm mattress without all of the stuff that could smother or whatever them. And you can still get to them quickly and easily. And you can still just pull a baby over to nurse if you need to or something like that. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's not always a possibility, but I just had one of those old fashioned bassinets and just had the baby in that that I could just like roll over, (laughs) get the baby out. I just put them on the floor. See how they do. It's, it's weird though. What you, It's it's firm. I mean, it's strange what you, what you figure out to work. Like I had this bouncer that fit in it just perfectly. So I would like buckle her in and then I'd be able to just like bounce her, but she'd be in the bassinet. So she was like down in the bassinet. This but is in Cass the or Sean? This is Cass. And then I could just like bounce her because like I was tired. Y'all need to see that Bree is doing this like basketball dribbling motion when she says Well, because bouncer. it's your bouncing the baby and the bouncer, you know? <laughs> I was just wondering if it was Sean because then she really probably does. No, but I would just like it was like turned around so that the little thing, so like she was inside the little thing backwards What's so she funny, couldn't fall out because I was so what, paranoid and then I just sit there and what was like, okay when we were kids what was okay when we were having a kids and what's okay oh now? I didn't ride with seatbelts in the car when I was a kid I'm sure it's totally different well okay. it's like our look, parents generation which is maybe why you shouldn't always listen to look, like, my the mother my brother was standing <laughs> exactly. up next to my mom on the bench sheet, seat of the car as she was driving and combing his hair on the way to, to the school. babysitters and then proceeded to run into a fire hydrant <laughs> With my brother standing on the front seat, I was in the back seat, but I wasn't wearing a damn seat belt. Those were those were outlawed Optional. in Texas. <laughs> like that's that's how we grew up in the eighties. Well, so and like my my parents' generation, they had those boxes that would sit in the window that you'd put your baby in, <laughs> like for high rise apartments. There's like a little cage that went in the window. Yeah, like for birds. And your baby I was like, it's like the in. bird feeders. <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, <laughs> like those kitty. It's like a flower box out. for babies. It was yeah. So anyway. I'm sure some. Of the, uh, I'm sure a lot of the things in the past don't fly out. I wonder if you out, can still get one of those. You should look it up. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's part of what you help people is what 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 is good, what's not good, what works, what doesn't work. Do you ever have to go in and they've got a bunch of stuff and you're like, that's maybe not a great idea. That might be the album art yes. for this yeah. one. Are, are pe- do people take that well? I mean, they're hiring you to consult, but like, yeah, I feel like most people do. There's a lot of times where. Like first time parents have like an overabundance. All the things. All the things, you know, all the little gadgets because they got to have the new stuff and all of that. And then we'll go in and we're just like real with them. Like, that's great. Like, we'll use whatever you want us to use and help support. But you don't need all of these crazy things. And they usually handle it pretty well. I mean, it's their stuff they can use. It is funny when you have the first time parent with all the stuff. And by the time they've got the third kid or so, like... I don't care, and mm-hmm. they can wear hand-me-downs. I never I could, definitely. I never did understand the changing table because I'm like, I am not going to get up every single time and go over to that damn changing <laughs> table. Like the bassinet, my favorite, the the stupid bassinet thing had a little basket, and I kept all my stuff in. And I literally just because I had a rambler, just rolled that thing around with me, and then I'd just be like, oh, got to change the baby. Here's the pad. It's like a wagon for your newborn. <laughs> it really was. I like just drug it around with me. I just carried. Oh, got the baby. That sounds amazing. It was. It, I, it had oh. like all of the things in it. So like it had like the bath stuff in it. So for bath time, it's, it's like right your there. purse dog. It, it was. <laughs> it was awesome. Okay. I loved that thing. 
Okay, so well, we're we're going off into weirdness oh, now. Where are you? Well, I'm you just think saying that me like telling them about my actual child well, is not as weird as some of the things you ask. Them I don't about. know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you if they want to use your services or gift your services to a friend? Because I think. I think do a free co- gifting that? a free consultation to someone is like the best thing ever. Do you yeah. have gifts or gift a free? Yes. Yes, so. you heard me right, Julia. <laughs> gifting the free consultation. We you can buy gift certificates from us directly, or we're also on a website called Be Her Village that actually helps raise money for postpartum. Be Her Bil- Village. Be not, Her Village. Not be her village. Okay. Um, That's awesome. I like it's that like site. a baby registry where you ask for practical support, so you can get PTs are on there, or IBCLCs, well, to, to or we give have that for like a, yes, a baby best shower? baby shower present. Yeah, right there. That's exactly. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I would want. Man, that is fantastic. I don't want all that Bath and Body Works stuff. Give me a some lot of that. people also don't know that you we can take HSA cards as well, and some companies are starting to cover postpartum doulas. That so is always check with yeah. your work fantastic. for reimbursement. Yeah, that's really cool. That is awesome. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so I mean, what's your website? I mean, I might even actually consider it again, but, but no. <laughs> she can't have another baby. So I, I do I have one more question. What's the most rewarding, each of you, what's the most rewarding oh, thing you've done so far? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Personally, like with, with this, with regards to this. They're thinking now. He asked mm-hmm. them a question that's throwing that's them. a good question. Give me a second. <laughs> so either, either the, a client or a, 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 a something that... Just something a, that you came up with. What's been or... the most rewarding thing so far about being the doula? I think, honestly, just helping parents in this like time of life is really re- rewarding in general. And watching them get the help or like resources right away if they have signs of postpartum anxiety or depression. And we can see that. We just automatically send them to a therapist. Well, or you doing my postpartum depression? <laughs> you weren't even alive. So having clients like that that we've been able to provide, like make sure they have the therapist or the lactation consultant or the warm meal while they rest is really just the most rewarding for me. Just watching them kind of transition. Yeah. I would say pretty much about the same, but I feel like it's based off of how I was in postpartum. Like, just thinking, I always throw myself back into, like, I try to get into their place and then back into my postpartum, like, period of time and knowing how much I needed something like that, that I know my work is so, so important and so appreciated and there is never one shift I have ever left where I didn't feel so rewarded, appreciated, grateful. We're all just so grateful for each other. I'm grateful for my clients. They're so grateful for me. And just, I don't know, I think like just leaving at the end of one of my shifts when the mom like came out and she finally had a six hour stretch of sleep. <laughs> There's breakfast prepped in the fridge, just like the hug of like thank you so much with like like tears in her eyes yes like i'm me again like stuff like that that right there is like the most rewarding part for me for sure that's awesome what do you guys love about utah the most uh, there's probably an abundance of moms like there's a lot of babies there's a lot of babies there are a lot of babies I would say just the area like i think it's beautiful here i love to live by the mountains and bountiful and yeah I said mountains first. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Man, look at that. Too, everyone likes the mountains. Everyone likes the mountains. That's why I live like, here. Can you blame them? I like the mountains, too. Even the mountains in St. George are beautiful in a whole yeah. different way. In a whole mm-hmm. different way. 
Uh, okay, how do people find you on social media, your website, all that? Yes, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're okay. You gave it out earlier, but we like to do it at the end, too. It's so. um, BountifulDoulas.com, or we're also on Facebook and Instagram at BountifulDoulas. Excellent. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay, so now you're going to get our weekly affirmation. Uh, quit dimming your light for people with shitty-ass mindsets. You've got that dream, huh? That thing you think you maybe could do, but it's maybe too big, maybe too much of a long shot, maybe you'll look stupid trying to do it. Do it. Seriously. Think about lying on your deathbed saying, I never went for it because I was afraid Susan was going to talk shit about me. (laughs) Damn you, Susan. Susan talks shit about you anyway. Go do you, then do you bigger. That's fucking the affirmation. Fucking Susan, that bitch. I know. <laughs> Everybody thinks it's Karen, but Susan, that she's always Susan. looking down at I you. I kind of want to talk about my dream because I can still remember it, but I don't think it's appropriate. It's not. But it's so funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dream thing that was on here made me think yeah. of it. But anyway, no. uh, if you um, would share our episode, that helps us quite a bit. Also, uh, leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to. I know a shit ton of you listen on Spotify now. Uh, and still, for some reason, people use Apple Podcasts because you're insane. Um where you have an iPhone and don't like Spotify. Um, but leave us a review. Uh, that, that helps us a lot. You can follow us on social media at TNU Podcast. Uh, and you can go out to our website, thenewutah.com or hotdog-water.com. Same place. Speaking of which, I think the domain expires this month, so I have to get we it We need to renew that. It's on auto-renew, but it okay. just keeps... It's been a year. We've had hot dog water that, for a that's, year. That is no, no, going to be our, our second time renewing that's it. That's our, our domain. That's oh, legit our, like my biggest contribution to this podcast. It's hot dog water. Hot dog dash Besides water. the fact that I come in here and clean the studio. To be clear, I did not want to spend twenty five hundred dollars on a fucking joke. So it's hot dog dash, dash water because it was twenty water. bucks. <laughs> the hot dog dash water was like two dollars, and <laughs> hot dog water is twenty five hundred. So it might not even be available. Maybe so someone listened to the show and was like, "I got twenty five hundred bucks to blow. I'd rather <laughs> spend that on, you know, stocks that senators are investing in." <laughs> those are, those are like sure bets, honestly. Uh, have a good week. Um, you know, if you're having a baby like Julia, then call these ladies. <laughs> <laughs>